Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Five, you read... If you read Psalm 115 from verse 5 to 8, Psalm 135, 15 to 18, it's talking about the gods of this world. It says they are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak. They have eyes but cannot see. But we serve a God that from the beginning we could hear him say, God said, and God said. He is always speaking. Well, pastor has already corrected us that God is not always speaking, but you know, he speaks. He is a God that does speak. Amen. All right. So we do know that God speaks, that there is no controversy there. And in fact, in some of the case studies that we had in our classes today, we're able to see examples of God, of God speaking to people. So from the verse that we read in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, I would like to hear some of our thoughts on that. Um, anyone from this end would like to share what they learned in their class? Anyone? Revelations 3.20, what stands out to you from this verse? Yes, ma'am. Hear my voice, meaning I can knock and be ready to talk, and you don't hear. Hmm. Thank you very much, Ma. Thank you very much, Ma. Yes. Anybody else from this end? And this end? So it's one zero now. It's one zero, okay. Okay, it's getting to two zero, okay. All yeah, right. from, from the verse we can see that your response is voluntary. Mm. You may decide to respond or not. Mm. Mm. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Two zero, yeah? <laughs> okay. Online, so, okay. <laughs> what I learned was that, um, so in that verse, God actually spoke to two people. Hmm. And God spoke to them in two different ways. So in Revelations? No, uh, no, Acts. Oh, okay, Act sorry. Nine. We're still on Revelations 3.20, ma. Oh, So sorry okay. about that. <laughs> sorry. No, that's all right. Well, to me, God will not force himself on you. He will take permission. Mm. So, so you don't say that when you start, when God comes and you start feeling, the, seeing the challenges or everything, you, say, you don't say, but I'm not ready. You force yourself on me. So you have the option mm. to accept or not. God will take permission from you. So you from respect you. us as... Woman being, so, I mean, he created us anyway. Awesome. So that's what stood out. Awesome. Thank you very much, ma. Yes, this class. 3 1. <laughs> Online? Okay, yes. And after this, I'll get some. Um, responses from online so if you want to get to mic for pastor it thank you yeah after allowing god to speak to us in whatever discussion is leading us to he mm. still wants to be part of it to the end he mm. said i will come in and we will share a meal together nice, nice. not that it's going to be you know one way one way he needs you to converse with him he needs you to carry him along the journey. Mm -hmm. 
so that you have you know the hand will be successful awesome awesome thank you so much man we'll get online So online, we had a buzzing conversation, um, and on Revelation 3.20, uh, one of the contributions was that God is constantly wanting that relationship. It was in the, ampli the, the person that contributed referenced the Amplified Version that said God continually knocks. Mm. So just that sense that um, he's even more interested in speaking to us than we tend to be in hearing for him so that mm. he really desires to speak mm. to us and so yeah that that was the theme of the the, the um contributions awesome. that god cherished his fellowship with mankind um was interested in that fellowship with us and that whoever opens up will hear him awesome thank you very much awesome i okay i'll take one more from this class so i hope somebody's keeping track of the the score Press has God. to be a winner <laughs> yes um what stands out for me is uh it says uh, i will come in and you will share a meal together mm. so it, it means that when god speaks mm. he doesn't want all us to be in a hurry mm. because eating a meal you don't eat it in a hurry mm. so he speaks and he wants you to sit some uh, take some time meditate on it mm. to be able to gain understanding Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Everyone, thank you. So 3-2 is what I counted, but we'll, is it 3-3? Three, three? No, it's 3-2. It's 3-2. <laughs> awesome. So I'm just going to say some things here that I, that I heard. Here I am, which is Christ. He says, I stand. I stand is continuing, right? He is doing it over and over again, I stand. He didn't say I stood or I will stand. He's standing. He will continue to stand at the door and knock. I like what you said, Ma. He's a perfect, gentle God, right? <laughs> He's a perfect, gentle God, always seeking permission. He's not barging in, even though he has the key to that door. Even though he owns us, he's not going to barge in. He's going to ask, would you like me to come in? That's one. Number two, he says, if anyone, that stood out to me, anyone, if anyone, it's not saying it's specific people. He says, anyone that hears my voice. So for me, the qualification is hearing him, right? If anyone hears, then he will. And, and the next thing that happens is, it's not just about hearing him, it's about your response. He says, and opens the door. So it's possible that you will hear and you turn a deaf ear and not do something you there is something that you have to do for you to continue that conversation you have to he has to see you engage in the conversation before he continues he says if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i will come in and eat with that person and day with me one of the things that stands out to me also from this verse is that it is not possible to hear the voice of god respond to it and remain the same from this is saying that he will come in, he will eat. There is some kind of nourishment, some kind of enlightenment, something that happens when we hear the voice of God and we respond to it. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So from all of the things that we shared, we, we have an understanding that God is speaking. 
number one. And then in the verse that we looked at in 1 Samuel chapter 3 from verse 1 to 10, we talked about the story of Eli and Samuel. And that's for side A. So this is the opportunity again to gain more points. And in session two, I mean, in um, class two, we talked about the story of Saul and Paul. So I'd like us to share the insights that came from our, ver um, from our classes concerning this, please. Yes. Going, going. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, first we said that Samuel was not used to the voice of God. Mm. So that's why the back and forth going to El, um, Eli to confirm who was speaking. And that was likened to our spousal relationship where um, as you grow in relationship with each other, you get to learn. You get to um, understand how the other person speaks and respond in accordance to that. And then we also said um, distraction. So um, one person was saying in our class that say um, you already know this person's voice and this person is speaking to you but you're distracted would you respond like how would the response be in that situation mm -hmm. so it, it could be as a result of maybe someone might have heard god in a way but at that point he was distracted he thought it was the it was his master that was speaking to him and the other thing we talked about was like um, you can also mix up the voice um, because of Patient, like when you're not patient enough to to understand or know who is speaking, you can mix up the voice. Let's say they sound similar, you can actually miss that voice. Um, the other thing we talked about was to learning to hear God's voice. Like you know, the more you learn to know how God speaks to you or how God speaks in general, yeah. the forms that He communicates with His children. When you know those. The ways he speaks, it's easier for you to respond irrespective of whether he's speaking louder or quietly or whatever form. Um, we also talked about mentorship and spiritual maturity. So Samuel was under Eli. So Eli was more like his mentor. Mm -hmm. So it helps when God was speaking and he called him like three times. He couldn't respond. He was able to go back to his mentor to say, hey, so this is going on and I'm not understanding. Mm -hmm. He was able to point him to the right direction or let him know what to say yes. to help him in that situation and we talked about experimental relationship um experiential relationships sorry where it's like the more you experience the person it's easier for you to respond to that so person. person um and then um also we said the reason why it was harder it was hard for somewhere to respond to god at that time when he was speaking was because Samuel thought the only way God could speak to him is through his man of God. In that she could be a pastor. Some person comes to like, ah, God can only speak to men of God, mm -hmm. not me. So that could also be the reason why he wasn't able to respond. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for that. Please, yes, please. That was very good. Very good. Um, I really like the story of Eli and, um, and Samuel in this situation because I'm not sure how many people have struggled about, uh, with hearing God. Please, let's be honest. Is it just me? Okay. Yes, I really like it because this is something, and this was a story that kind of broke it down for me, that God does not give up on us. You know, he called out the first time and he didn't hear it. In fact, he think of it as he got it wrong. 
he got it wrong the first time he went to go and meet Eli and he was saying, you said something. But that was not what was going on. But God kept came back the second time. He came back the third time. So for me, it was that God will always continue to engage us as long as he sees that we're actually making an effort, you know, to actually hear him. He will continue to help us to actually get to that place where we are comfortable. I also like the fact that by the time we look from the beginning of, the, of Genesis to Revelation, the only time that Samuel got it wrong was here. Every other time he got better, right? And he was hearing God clearly. And he was carrying out everything that God commanded him to, to do. The second thing that I'd like to point out in addition to what um, class A brought out is when you're hearing, when we are trying to talk about getting better at hearing God, we need to ask questions. You know, Eli at some point was not hearing clearly. And what did he do? He went to ask, like, did you call me? For me, that's a check. Is a check to see, you know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this, did I hear this right? He asks the right questions. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So for those of us that are here and you're like, I've not heard God or I'm not too sure, I just want to encourage us with this particular um, story that God understands and you'll continue to help us to hear him better in Jesus' name. Now, the story of Saul and Paul from this side. Yes. Praise God. I'm Hallelujah. not going to summarize everything so that other people can talk. Okay. But one of the most striking things that we spoke that really spoke to me is that um, Saul, God spoke to Saul um, as well as the other believer there. Um, and we said that wherever we are on our journey, whether non-believers or people that have grown in our knowledge and understanding of God, God speaks to everyone. Um, even though Saul did not recognize who God was at this time, he didn't know God, he had to ask. Um, he still heard. And then God spoke to Ananias and said, you know, I'm sending somebody, do this, do this. And he knew this is God speaking to me and understood. He knew God, he had a relationship with God, whereas Saul did not have a relationship with God. So I think that was really striking for me. Thank you. So in other words, in this particular topic, we see, I mean, in this particular chapter, we see God speaking to two people. How did God speak to um, Samuel? Audible voice. Okay, thank you. And how did God speak to Paul in this case? How did God speak to Ananias? Vision. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So in this one, he talked to Paul that was not a non-believer. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, go ahead. I was wrong taking the notes as well. So uh, we learned how God speaks to people that um, in case, like you just mentioned, in the case of uh, Paul, he heard a voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, that of, in the case of Ananias, he saw a vision. God spoke to him through a vision. And uh, we discussed, like she mentioned, who, who can God speak to or who can God not speak to, mm. you know? So he speaks to unbelievers mm. as well as he speaks to believers as well, like the two examples we have. Uh, in talking about in, under which circumstances does God speak to people, uh, we realize that uh, Saul was in the company of people 
yet God was speaking to him in that company of people. And privately, uh, Ananias had an encounter to speak with God. Um, we talked about the channel of speaking. Uh, and uh, we went outside of the syllabus, did a little bit of over syllabus with Balaam and the donkey. Uh, like God can actually speak to diverse channels. And um, we also learned that God confirmed his word. Mm. Like uh, in the case of Saul, while he told him, just go to that street called Street and stay there, you might just go and stay in the house of a believer. That God giving you an instruction, not knowing or seeing the complete picture of what God is doing. The same God is already speaking to Ananias to make it complete. Mm. So he's already working on it by the time he gives you that instruction. He already has a plan and he's already working it by the time he speaks to you. And uh, we finished with the question. <laughs> what right. if Ananias said no? <laughs> uh, no soul, I'm not going to. So, and uh, we talked about the character of God in that regard. Mm. That uh, because Ananias had a relationship with God, and our Sunday school teacher added that, we discussed that on Sunday as well, that God had, he was, he was trusting and he was available. He was trustworthy, rather. Mm -hmm. So, and he was available. So, and uh, so that's why God chose him. Mm. At the same time, we now asked another question. Uh, Saul went to Damascus to arrest plenty Christians. Mm. But why did God choose only Ananias? It's because of the relationship. Thank you. Thank you. Please, let's put a big hand together. Wow. Um, I believe that even from these case studies, a lot of, uh, we have learned a lot already from, from these topics, I mean, from these um, chapters about hearing God. One thing that I'd like to point out uh, from the story of Saul and Paul, which I want us to reflect on, it says there that Paul heard God speak, and Aeneas also heard God speak, and the difference between both of them was one, one had a relationship with God already, the other one did not have a relationship with God. I was listening to, I was um, reading an outline one time about hearing God and something that the person said is even though in the Bible we see lots of people that are not Christians, unbelievers that had a dream and they had some kind of revelation, you would notice that at some point or the other somebody else that had a relationship with God had to come to them to explain it. So we see kings having dreams. We see some of these people having dreams. So it's like they got something. They were able to catch something in the spiritual realm, but they did not have an understanding of it. At the end of the day, somebody that is able to come in and eat with, with Christ and you know, dine with Christ is able to have a better understanding, a better revelation of what um, God is actually saying. So in other words, one of the things that this tells me is that as children of God, you have access to the voice of God. So it brings me to Abraham and Isaac. In the story of Abraham and Isaac, and there's a lot that was written online, I just want to say thank you to all those that contributed online. One of the things that I see from the online um, contribution is that relationship is very key. When 
God spoke to Abraham. There was nothing like, who are you, Lord? There was nothing like, you know, getting it wrong. He knew already that this was God speaking and he acted on it immediately. And I believe, um, I believe that because he answered immediately and responded immediately to that first assignment that God gave him, that was why he was able to hear the next thing that happened, which is don't kill your son, right? So I, one of the things that I would just like to point out also from that story of Abraham and Isaac is that obedience to the voice of God begets more hearing from God. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What do I need to do or what do I need to hear God? I want to encourage us that this particular topic that we are discussing today, it's two sessions. So this is part one. There is more to come. So this case study is to get us to start thinking about some of the patterns that we've seen in the Bible already about how God speaks to people. So what do I need to hear from God? One of the first things um, in our outline is salvation. And we've talked about it. But something came up in your class, which is very interesting, is can we hear God even though we are unbelievers? Yes. And in fact, a lot of unbelievers are still hearing God today. But most times, the hearing that we hear from God is that hearing of calling us, beckoning us for salvation. So he says, I'm, I'm knocking, you know, if you want me to come in to dine with you, right? So a lot of times unbelievers we hear that call for salvation but the hearing God that we are talking about in this series is how does God guide you in your everyday life as a child of God it's now beyond just hearing God as you know um, give your life to Christ it's now hearing God and getting an understanding of what is God thinking now what is God wanting me to do now how does God want me to respond in this particular situation amen so salvation is key to living is key to living in the constant communion of hearing the voice of God. That is why John chapter 10 verse 27 says, "My sheep will what hear my voice." How many sheep are in the house? Amen. Right? So Romans chapter 8 verse 14 also says that as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are what the children, they are children of God. The Lord will help us in Jesus name. Amen. The second point there says, a humble and obedient heart. And Pastor talked about this um, also when he was making the illustration about the heart, you know, um, earlier today. So hearing God starts with a commitment to humble obedience. What is the state of our heart? For you to hear God, you must actually posture yourself such that you are willing to obey. That whatever he says to do, I will do it. It's so interesting because even that was the same thing that Mary said to the disciples. She said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. So when you already have it in mind that no matter what God tells me, I'm going to do it, then you're already positioning yourself to hear God. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So sometimes we don't do it perfectly. Sometimes we can't always obey flawlessly, but we must do it purposefully with ears primed to hear God and to discern God's voice. The Lord help us. Amen. So he that is with a heart surrendered to listen and obey God will always, will easily hear God's voice. And some of the verses in our outline um, talks a little bit more about that too. Something else that I would like to point out that is needed for hearing God is paying attention. I like the story of Moses and the burning bush. In that story, it says that the bush was burning, right? And he said, 
um, Moses was moving closer to that bush that was burning and nothing happened. He said, but when God saw that he paid attention, then God spoke. So there are some times that God is sending you some things to catch your attention. But if you are not paying attention to it, he's not going to continue to speak. We also notice that in the story of Eli and uh, or the story of Samuel. You know, he called Samuel because he was not responding here to say, yes, Lord, or speak, Lord, for your servant hears. God didn't say much until you come to that place of, okay, I'm paying attention to the right tune or I'm connected now. I'm in the right frequency. Then you will hear more. The Lord help us in Jesus' name. So paying attention is very important. Another thing about paying attention is taking away distractions and noise. Now, what does that look like? So many places in the Bible, we see Jesus going up a mountain, right? To hear or to commune with Christ. So many places to even the story of Balak, Balaam, that you, you know, that you alluded to earlier, sir. He said there that when Balaam, Balak sent some people to talk to Balaam, Balaam said, you guys go away. I'm going to talk to God alone. Right? So that was very interesting to see. A lot of people that want to hear specifically about something, they tend to seclude themselves away from the noise, away from distractions, just to hear God clearly. So I believe that even as we continue, I'm hoping that by next week we'll be able to have more insight about what it means, what, the, what, is, the, what, is, the, what is the role of noise and the environment in hearing God. Amen. And I feel like some of us may have, may have had this, um, um, what's it called now, this experience before where you feel like when you are in a certain place, you tend to hear God better. Another place where we hear God is in the place of prayer, right? So praying to God, especially for those of us that we feel like we are not hearing clearly from God now, you can actually pray to hear God. You can pray to God and say, God, I want to hear you clearly. And this has happened to me where I'm praying, and then in the midst of praying, I hear better. So that's another way. In, the, in Daniel chapter 2, verse 17, it talks about the story of Daniel. And when Daniel was praying, right? So more was revealed to him. Um, the last one that I have on my list here is spending time and communion with God, which we already talked about also, communing with God. So going up a mountain, spending time in the place of prayer, separating ourselves and deciding that we want to actually spend time um, with God. So spending time with God helps to sharpen our spiritual senses. Spending time with God helps us um, to sharpen our spiritual senses. And we see that also in the story of um, Samuel, right? So the more he was able to listen to God, the more he was able to pick the voice of God. Amen. Now, any questions at this time? So we've talked about a few things. What do I need to do to hear from God? I must be saved. We talked about how we are all sheep and the sheep of God has access to the voice of the shepherd. We must have a humble and obedient heart, a heart that is postured to learn from God, to hear God and to obey him. We talked about paying attention. So whatever it is that you're already catching as a sign, paying attention to it. Something that my sister taught me one time. If you feel like God said something, you're not too sure. Write it down. When God sees you writing that little thing down, all of a sudden, more and more, will come to you. And I thought that was very profound. 
Um, another thing is believing that, okay, I think I, I skipped that one. Believing that God would actually speak. So we already said God speaks. And it was so interesting that Daniel, he was in a place where he needed direction for something. And then he told the king that give me some time. I will go and I believe that's what God will speak. God will give me the, 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 the answer. That was very interesting. He believed that God will speak. So every time you go to God, do you go to him believing that he will actually direct you? Do you actually go to him believing that he will actually give you guidance in a situation? Amen. I'll take your question, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks. My question is, at what point can we rely on the promptings in the heart? And this question emanated from, thank God for the Bible study that we are doing. Um, the story of Jacob, and we don't have to answer this question today. It's something we can take next week. Um, the story of, was it Jacob? Yes, Jacob. When he, when Uncle Laban cheated him, Right, mm -hmm. Uncle Laban cheated him, and at that point in time, you can as well say he was angry, he was frustrated, and it was a legit reason. He wanted to take care of his four wives and ten children, ten, eleven children. I don't think he has had Benjamin at that time. And when he said his own animals were going to be speckled, spotted, whatever, the uncle cheated him and took away those animals. And right there and then, like the Bible did not tell me he went to pray. The Bible did not tell me that, you know, he went to fast or anything. He went by himself, went to a tree, cut, you know, did some speckles and, you know, spotted the plank or whatever. Deep it inside water, the animals came there, drank that water, mated in that area, and they were giving birth to. That took me to, and they were giving birth to speckled, spotted, sprinkled, whatever. That takes me to a statement that was made at the Bible study last week. And the, the word that was used was rubber stamp. That sometimes we do certain things that we want God to rubber stamp it. Personally, my own opinion, I felt Jacob did that thing and God rubber stamped it. Because when you read Genesis 30, that was where it happened. Genesis 31, God confirmed it. What Jacob did. So Jacob did it first. And then God rubber stamped it. That whatever you've done, I've approved it. So what is our role in following that prompting? That, you know, and because this is the beginning of the year, God will be throwing different things in our hearts that do this, do that. And we say, oh, we are like, oh, I've not heard. I've not heard. And we miss out on what God wants, wants us to do. Similar example is David that we've used several times in the last few weeks as hearing from God. David just went to drop groceries for his brothers and he heard Goliath making noise, right? And he just was just like, who is this, who is this person? Went to meet King Saul, let him, let, I can't deal with him. And he just went, he, you know, he just went right away. How can we reconcile that, like following those leadings and promptings per second? Because sometimes God can ask us questions like Moses, why are you calling on me? You know what to do. That's Come right. on, open up the Red Sea and let the children know. You know what to do, why are you mm -hmm. calling on me? So how can we balance, particularly when you know you're walking in the light Thank you, and you're sir. a child of God? Thank you, sir. So for that question, just because of our time, there are two things I want us to do. I want us to read that chapter very well. 
the chapter 30 and 31 that you said to actually see was it something that actually came from where did that wisdom come from where did the wisdom come from for jacob to say that you throw um, um, stick and it will lead to streak so i will i'll leave that one as an assignment but with respect to how God speaks, there's something that's in our outline, you can go home and read about it. Number one, God speaks through his word. God speaks through audible voice, and we saw that in our class today. God speaks through inward witness of the Holy Spirit, right? And then God speaks through visions and dreams, and God speaks through people, so prophets, pastors, believers, e.g. Ananias, right? Because it was not a prophet. Now, to answer the question of David, if you notice, there was something that actually triggered David to actually say, I want to fight this battle. What was it? He heard, uh, what's his name? Goliath say, these uncircumcised, I mean, this something about, so, what was it? So, sons of, yeah, he said something that was totally against what the word of God says. Let me put it that way. He was like challenging God. And what, the way he said it was like a big challenge to God. And out of the zeal, let me just say the zeal of the Lord consumed him. Out of that zeal, it was like a, how dare this uncircumcised Philistine say this about God? And that was why he felt this man has already defeated himself. And that was why he fought. So it was not like a, he had a dream and God said, go fight on like Gideon who had that kind of um, revelation. I think he was moving more from his zeal from based on what, um, based on what, um, what's his name? Goliath himself said. Our time is up and I know we have a lot of questions. So here's what I would like us to do. Please write them down because part two is coming and it's coming powerfully. So this one is just a teaser. We now have a lot of things that we can ruminate on about hearing God. Please come with those questions next week, and the Lord will help us to deliberate on them in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to take this time to welcome those that are, uh, that are coming to PPP, Peculiar People's Parish, for the first time. If you are here worshiping with us for the first time, if you just want to wave at me, if this is your first time, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming. God bless you. Thank you for coming. This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Pekule People's Parish. And this was our Bible study time. And we are also going to be meeting on Sunday. And for everyone, our first service starts at 8.30. Our second service starts at 10. And our third service, which is the youth service, starts at 1 p.m. So we'll be glad to see you join us. And some of the ushers will also be meeting with you at the end of the service just to get to know you a little bit better. All right, for everyone, I would like us to package our offering to give it to God as we go home. And just a reminder for those that have been worshiping with us for a little while and you want to know a little bit more about, um, about our church and what we stand for, the membership integration is happening this Saturday at 12 noon. Please endeavor to come. If you are thinking to come, you can also leave your name with the ushers um, regarding this. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website www.rccgppp.org.
You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at RCCGPPPSK, on Instagram and Twitter at RCCGPPP. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.